Hey, what's up guys, I'm Tom, and you are checking out episode 1 of the Floatcast. And the Floatcast is a podcast that is all about floating. Uh, float tank therapy, sensory deprivation tanks, isolation tanks, uh, rest, it's an acronym, uh, for rest therapy. Um, it's one of those things that has like 10, 10 different names, but when you, when you search it in a search engine, all the same results come up, which is good. But, um... Yeah, this is going to be a podcast that's going to be all about float tanks and uh, the industry as a whole. And I'm going to focus on, I'm going to try and get other other people who own float centers from around the country, maybe even around the world to Skype in and uh, talk about what, what they got going on and just uh, the industry as a whole and, and where it was and where, where it's going to and, and how it's how it's evolving. And it's it's pretty amazing to watch, and I um, I kind of feel privileged to be involved in it. I'm, I'm getting involved now, as, as I'll as I'll come to tell you, but it's really evolving, and it seems like it's kind of happening quickly over the past couple of years. But uh, I first heard about floating float tanks through, well, like a lot of people through listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, the Joe Rogan Experience, and uh, it's a great podcast. So, you know, listen to pretty much all the episodes that come out, and. Uh, he spoke all the time about, you know, going going in his float tank. He calls it his isolation tank. Going going in his his uh, isolation tank, and how it changed him, and how it changed his his look on on life, and and how it made him, you know, look at things differently, and and, and how how much it affected him. And I kept hearing him talking about it, kept hearing him talk about it. And finally, I was like, all right, what is this? What is this hippie crap this guy's talking about? But I I. Uh, I started looking it up online and looking looking up the what people had to say about it. And really, I didn't really find anything bad. You know, very few people had anything bad to say about about going f- for their float. And uh anything bad they did say wasn't even about floating. It was about the the center, you know, whether something was uh somebody was rude or or they were rushed or something was dirty or whatever the case was. But it was never really about the, the float. So I kind of, you know, I, I kind of said, all right, I, I've, I've heard Joe Rogan talking about it all the time. And, uh, I've, I've looked it up. So let me, let me go try this. I live on Long Island. I should have said that before. I live on Long Island out in Suffolk County. And there are no float tank centers around Suffolk County, Nassau County, nothing. So, uh, I looked up online where to float and, uh, the, the nearest places were all in Manhattan, which, you know, some people love Manhattan. Some people love going there and hanging out. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a jerk where I love looking at Manhattan. I love the way it looks. I have a couple of pictures of my house of it. I think it looks beautiful. I love it when I drive by on, on, you know, and I see it in the, in the distance, but I hate going there. I don't like it. I just, I, I like being in a car, being able to drive and go where I want and not being in congestion and, and, or walking and relying on a train schedule. I'm just, I'm not that kind of guy. Out where I live in Suffolk County is very, uh, you know, you, you, you have a car and that's how you get around. There's no, no mass transit really. But anyway, I digress. I went to one of the places that was in the city. There were, there were a couple that were available. There were, uh, I think three that I found at the time. One of them, was uh blue light flotation which is in uh sky run by a gentleman named Sam um another one was Aspire Wellness Center which is right by Penn Station which is kind of like the major hub if you're going to take the train into New York City 
for the most part, you're going to either get to Penn Station or Grand Central Station. And I was in Penn Station. And Aspire Wellness Center was right by uh, Penn Station. So I called and made an appointment. And they actually had an opening the next day because somebody had canceled. So I, I took the appointment. And uh, I think the appointment was for about 12 o'clock, 12, 12.30. I tried to make it so I had enough time to get in. The train ride is about train ride is about an hour and a half from where I am. And I did not want to deal with rush hour traffic. You know, I'm not dealing with, I'm not fighting somebody for, for a, a seat on an hour and a half train ride when I'm going to relax somewhere. I don't want to like, you know, I want to sit and, and, and sit in my own accord, maybe put my feet up until the con- conductor walks over and then I put them down and I act like I'm not putting them up. But anyway, take the train in and, uh, went there, went to Aspire and, uh, while Aspire Wellness Center is not a float center, it is more a physical therapy center that has a float tank. The gentleman who runs it, I, I didn't meet him, somebody else helped me out, but, uh, the gentleman who runs it, I guess, heard about floating and wanted to put a tank in his center, in his therapy center, and did. So, when I was there waiting, though, it was there more, you know, they had weights, light weights downstairs, and they had people doing physical therapy type things with, like, you know, big bowls and you know, big rubber balls bouncing them and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but anyway, just it kind of sets the tone for a float center versus a tank in in a physical therapy center, which is you know I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but they're just different. Um, so I went in. I, the young lady ran through everything with me. I told her I was familiar with it, but I still wanted her to go through everything, and she did. She she was pretty thorough with her explanation of everything, and uh, went in went in the tank. And there was a problem with the audio system they had hooked up where it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't hooked into the tank itself. It was on the outside. And when the initial music went off after the first five minutes, a little bit of feedback was coming through the speaker. So it took me about 10 minutes to realize what it was because I'm sitting there trying to enjoy this float after the music stopped. And I hear like a background, like a in the background. So uh, I actually opened up the lid and got out of the tank and <laughs> dried off my hands so I didn't electrocute myself. And I unplugged the speaker and uh, got back in the tank and enjoyed my float thoroughly. And I got out of the tank. And even though I was in New York City and even though I did not enjoy myself uh, as far as the train rod and, and the congestion goes... I felt fantastic, and and I knew right away that I, I I had to do this. I knew right away this is something I had to bring to Long Island and I had to bring to other people for them to enjoy and, and for them to get the benefits of it because it is absolutely amazing and it really, you know, it's one of those things that you, you hear people talk about it and, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm sure it is, yeah, I'm sure it's great, and then you do it, and it's like, wow, I really wish I didn't wait that long to try it. I really wish I would have tried it earlier. So I'm hoping that more people, now that it's it's going to be here on Long Island, I'm hoping that more people will, will come out and give it a shot because I, that day, decided that I was going to open up a float center here on Long Island. And uh, it's going to be called The Float Place, and it's going to be located in Farmingville, which is in uh, eastern, uh, central eastern Suffolk County. Um, right now, for the past five or six years, I've been running a business for my stepfather. And the plan was, 
uh, run the business for him, get everything together, you know, learn how to, in his eyes anyway, learn how to uh, manage uh, manage employees and run the books and, and deal with uh, the government as far as taxes and all that kind of crap. And, uh, and then when I, when I have an idea for a business, come to him with a business plan. And if it makes sense, he'll do it. He's very, very, uh, he's a very, very dollars and cents type of guy, very bottom line type of guy. You know, if it makes sense at the bottom line, he'll do it. Doesn't matter if it's selling, uh, doesn't matter if it's selling, selling makeup or if it's selling um, office machines or whatever the hell, you know, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to him monetarily, he's going to do it. So I wrote up a business plan and I went to him and it made sense. And he said, I'm in. Get everything together and, uh, keep getting stuff together and keep, keep talking to other people and, and finding out what you can, get information as far as prices go, start looking at places where maybe we can do this, find out what we need to, you know, what we need to get as far as the location goes. So I, Went to work, obviously. I uh, started looking at places. I went and looked at a couple of real estate uh, places and found a couple of suitable locations, I thought. And I have to say, one thing I'm very impressed of as far as uh, the float tank community goes is how willing they are to help each other out. And I don't know if this goes out to like other industries. You know, I've never tried to open up like a hair salon. So I don't know if I, if I called a hair salon in. Portland, Oregon, if they were going to help me out, but I know that if I call Float On in Portland, Oregon, and I talk to Graham, he's going to help me out, that guy is the bomb, Graham, if you're listening, if you ever listened to this, I can't thank you enough, man, I, I, you know, it's a virtual hug right now, he, uh, he, and, and everybody else I spoke to, uh, David, uh, Wasserman as well, was very helpful as far as giving me advice and, and telling me what to do, he, uh, Everybody I spoke to has been nothing, nothing but helpful and supportive as far as giving me advice on what to do as far as the location goes, what to look for as far as the tank goes, if I'm going to buy a used one, if I'm going to buy a new one, you know, so I, I can't thank everybody enough. The, the entire float community is very, very supportive and I, I can't, I, you know, it's great. It's, it's something that I feel that I'm already a part of and I'm not even open yet. I'm going to be open in about two months. But I still already feel like I'm already hanging out with you guys. And I haven't met any of you yet. So, thank you for that. So, after doing this research, I decided that it would be smart for me to go to a full-fledged float center. So, I found uh, iFloat, which is in Westport, Connecticut. And beautiful. Very, very beautiful place. It has four gorgeous tanks. Very nice setup. The guy's name is, uh, gentleman's name is Dave. He, um, I went with my father-in-law who had chronic, he's very, very, I guess you could say chronic pain throughout his whole body. He's got a lot of issues and he wanted to, I told him about floating and he wanted to try it and he went up and he really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. And it was very, very different experience overall as far as, um, you know, different from when I went to the first place, the float. Uh, really was the same as far you know after I turned that speaker off and aspire the float was the same uh you know you just you're once you're in the tank you're in the tank and that's it you're floating in this beautiful pool of ten and a half eleven inches of water that's got a thousand pounds of salt in it and and you're in space and your brain can stretch 
you know, and relax, and, and it's, it's amazing, you know, I don't have to tell you, I'm sure you all know, and, uh, when I got out, though, it, it was definitely different, because I went and sat in a room with my father-in-law, and Dave was there also, and we just, we spoke about the floating experience, and then I asked him about how he is running a center, and he, we sat, we, I, I think we talked for 45 minutes. And it was just, I felt like I, by the end of the conversation, I felt like I knew him, you know, which is amazing. And I'm not, I'm, and the way that it seems to me is that that's kind of the way it is across the industry. Like I was saying before, everybody's very, very helpful. So it's great. I left there feeling good, left there with some good ideas on my head, went home, wrote some stuff up, went to my stepfather, and he, at that time, bailed. He uh, said uh, other opportunity approached him, and he was going to go with that because it was less of a risk, which, to be honest, I can't really blame him. This is something that hasn't been done here on Long Island yet, so if he has something else that he feels is much more of a sure shot, why wouldn't he do that? If he's a dollars and cents guy, that's the way he's going to go. So that's the way he went. So I said, all right, I'm doing it on my own, and that's what I'm doing. Instead of opening up a nice three tank center, um, somewhere in the heart of Long Island in, uh, you know, not, not a main business district, but a, a, a more, um, business type area, I'm going to open up a small office for my house. I'm building it outside, outside entrance. It's already done. Um, right down into the basement, which is going to have a separate, you know, entirely separate from the living quarters. No interaction with the living quarters at all. And I'm building a beautiful uh, post-float room and a nice tank room. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a really nice setup. And uh, I'm happy that I'm still going forward with it, even though he kind of bailed on me. And, you know, we're mid-construction now. He is helping me out with construction, which I appreciate. So we're mid-construction now. Hopefully, within about a month, the construction will be done and the tank will be in. And about a month after that is when I'm looking to open. So hopefully mid-October is when I'm going to open. Uh, sorry, I had to get a drink. The tank that I bought was an entirely amazing experience that in itself, I could probably do an entire podcast on that, but I'll do a short version now. Um, obviously, since I'm doing this by myself, I did not have the money to buy a new tank. As much as I wanted to, I just, I couldn't do it. Hopefully, within six months to a year, things are going well here and I can get a nice, new, beautiful tank. But as of now, I, I, you know, I had to get a used one. So I wanted to find something that, obviously, number one, I could afford. And number two, hopefully, that I could go get myself. I didn't want to pay shipping. I didn't want to have to deal with that. If there was an issue, if something was broke, they could blame it on the, on the shipper. They could blame it on the seller. I didn't want to deal with that. I wanted to go see a tank that was working, take it apart myself, put it in the truck, and take it home. And that's actually exactly what happened. I, I found a woman who was selling a tank. She lived in New Jersey. And um, she she had the tank up for a while, for a couple, how much, I don't know. I forget how much she had it up for originally. But she had it up for a while. And uh, she kept coming down to price because nobody was coming to look at it, apparently. And finally, she put it on a float website. She had it on Craigslist. That was her mistake. 
She had it on Craigslist, so only local people would find it. Whereas when she put it on a, on a, on a website, a float website that sells float tanks, it sold within a couple of days because she said she only had it up there about a week. But she had already come down so much in price before she put it on the float website. So by the time I saw it, the tank was up for, for, uh, 2900? I think it, the tank was up for 2900. Now, the tank itself is an old tank. It's a float to relax tank. Now, when I heard that, I immediately Googled it like everybody else would do, and I didn't find it to anything. I found a link to uh, iFloat in Connecticut, which I thought was funny. <clears throat> I didn't find anything. I found nothing on the on the company. When they opened, when they formed, I, I couldn't find anything. So I looked up float tank, float to relax, incorporated, and then I found out they were... They formed in 81, and I think they, they disbanded in 85 or 86, meaning at best, my tank was 30 years old. That's it. I got an old tank. I have a 30-year-old tank. So I kind of was on the fence about buying it. You know, I didn't know if I wanted to or not, because obviously, a five-year tank, a five-year-old tank is like, alright, it's kind of old. It's probably got some miles on it, whatever. 10, 15, holy shit, it's pretty old. 30? Are you kidding me? It's 30 years old. So I asked, uh, I asked the woman who's selling it some questions. I asked her about, you know, about the heater. The first question I asked her was about the heater. And the second question about, I asked about was just the general condition of the tank. She said the heater she didn't really have much information about because she had never seen it, but she never had a problem with it, which I absolutely, uh, I, I can understand because it's a solid state heater. Either it's on or it's off. It's kind of like an oven, you know? Just the current runs through it and that's it. And the heater worked. And I asked her about the pump and the filter. And she she told me about them. She said they both work. But when she showed me picture, pictures of them, they're both things that I, if they broke, I could just order something new online, a, a similar item online. It wasn't a float tank specific item. <clears throat> so in my eyes, as long as the tank was in sound shape, this was a good deal. So, I, uh, rounded up my, my buddy Scott. He came through in the clutch. And we left Suffolk County about 5.30 on a Saturday. And we got to her house at about 7.45. She lived in, in, uh, New Jersey. <clears throat> I rented a van, a U-Haul van, and it worked out perfectly. Exactly what I wanted to do. I got there. <clears throat> I saw the tank working. The filter working, the pump working. The tank was warm. Everything was fine with the tank, exterior-wise. The good thing about these tanks is, obviously, they're most of them are fiberglass. So, you know, you can clean them up. No matter how dirty they are, for the most part, you can clean them up. So, as soon as I looked at it, that's that's what I thought, you know, which I was right. I, I cleaned it up three or four times with soap and water, dried it off, and I waxed it about seven times. And it looks beautiful. It's shiny. I'm looking at it now, and it brings a tear to my eye. It's shiny and beautiful. And, uh, I, I looked at the outside and I saw it was good. And I looked at the inside and I saw water and it felt nice and warm. And then I looked down and I saw a shitload of salt. A lot of salt. Everywhere. Coated. Hard crystal. Everywhere. Not really. There was some, 
<clears throat> by the by the filter itself. That was almost like protruding from the filter itself. So what what that tells me is that she let the room either get way 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 too cold, or she turned the the heater off, or whatever happened. That that water some the conditions were not right in that room, and that salt crystallized, and she handed that crystallized mess off to me. I'm not going to get into the whole getting the tank out of the house thing. That's a whole other podcast. But once I got the tank home, it took me 79 hours to clean it. In and out, it took me 79 hours. About 60 of that was just on the inside dealing with the salt. And now anybody who's listening to this that's going to come float and is kind of like a little bit weirded out right now, it's not... Dirt. You're not talking about cleaning like scum and like, oh my god, that's nasty. You're gonna lay in that. That's not what it is. It's not like a tub, like a, like a bathtub or, or anything like that, like you're thinking of. It's just salt. It's, it's almost like, uh, if I took a picture of it and zoomed in with an iPhone, you would think it was like a, a Himalayan crystal salt or something. It, but it's also very, very hard and very hard to get off. And obviously, you don't want to damage the shell. You don't want to damage the interior liner of the float tank because then you're, you know, you're no good. So I'm looking around my house. I have this thing in my house and uh, I spoke to Graham and he advised me on a couple of things to do and told me to start with hot water and then move to vinegar, hot vinegar and uh, kind of go from there. And I needed something to scrape it with that wasn't going to damage the liner. All right, I needed, I needed like a, I needed like something that was like flexible, but hard at the same time, but not hard enough to scratch the liner. So it pretty much had to be the same, uh, the same material the liner was, kind of like a hard plastic type thing. So I'm looking around, I'm looking around my garage, which is where my tank is while I was cleaning it. And uh, I'm looking around and I can't find anything. And I'm like, damn it, I gotta go inside. I go inside, get a drink. I go inside. I open the, uh, I open the, the the cupboard to get a to get a cup. And what do I see next to the cups? I see my George Foreman grill, little cleaner thing that comes with it. And let me tell you, if George Foreman ever comes to Long Island, he can float in my place for free anytime. Okay, anytime he wants, he's welcome. Him and any of his seven sons, because they're all named George too, so they can all come and float. They all get one free float each. Uh, two. I don't want it to seem cheap. Two free floats each. All eight of you. Okay? Um, or however many you have. Five, seven. However many kids he has, they're all named George. So, they're all welcome. Anyway, um, I took that thing and coupled it with the hot water. And let me tell you, it worked out pretty well. I was able to scrape behind big chunks of the salt and kind of get it off like that. And once I got it off, the liner looked beautiful. It looked great. So I did that. Obviously, it took a long time because, you know, I just told you it took me like 80 hours to clean the thing. But, you know, I had to be very, very careful with it because I didn't want to damage the tank. So tank now is all ready to go. Right now it's sitting with uh, with no water in it. It's all just clean and dry and waiting to go in, into uh, into the basement where the float, the float suite is going to be. And, and that's it. Construction is gonna, is, is going well. Uh, today's, uh, what's today? 21st? Yeah, today's 21st. My son's first birthday, actually. And, uh, we're doing the framing on Friday. 
Electrician's coming on Tuesday. I'm going to put the drywall up uh, the next week. Spackle and that kind of thing. The week after that, put the tile every, everywhere on the floor and in the, in the uh, shower. And then I'm going to put the tank in. And I want to have the tank set up for about three to four weeks before uh, I open. Because I absolutely need to make sure that I can maintain this thing and keep the water beautiful and keep the tank nice. And I want to make sure everything is, is prim and proper before I open. Because the last thing I want is for anybody to come in and have a bad experience because of something that I slacked on. Or because of something I didn't learn and because I rushed opening. That's that's probably the last thing I want. So, uh, you know, just... <sighs> it's going good. I'm excited and uh, I'm looking forward to opening. I want to thank you guys for checking out the, the first episode of the Floatcast. I'm, I'm looking forward to having other members of the Float community on. I'm going to figure this thing out so I could Skype other guys in. And, uh, yeah, we could just sit and talk shop and, and talk about, you know, funny float stories or, or business or, or whatever. You know, whatever it is. But I'm going to try and do one of these every week or so. I can't guarantee it, but I'm going to try. And uh, every week I'm going to have a, a float center of the week. And this week's is obviously a float on in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you can check them out at uh, floathq.com. And, uh, yeah, a good bunch of guys over there. Take very good care of you, and you will definitely get a good experience. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for checking it out. And uh, if you have any uh, questions or comments, email me at thefloatplace at gmail.com. And that's it. Take care, and see you later, friends. Bye.